You are listening to me, Aisha Kreitz, on Clubbing Seals. We don't have a peanut gallery again today, but maybe next time. So you're stuck with uh, listening to me. All right. All right, all right, all right. Right on, right on, right on. Anyway, um, you know one of my endeavors, the Frederick Douglass Foundation of New York. Uh, look us up, www.fdfny.org. Again, that's fdfny.org. Become a member. Please also consider supporting the podcast, supporting me, and a lot of the things that I do. All right. Just invite him into your presence. that be all of our hopes and dreams to have the Lord just overwhelm us with his presence yes you know it becomes so easy sometimes to let the world around you overwhelm you you know all of the things that are going on in the world that that would be the thing that overwhelms us but we need to invite constantly the Holy Spirit into our atmosphere, into the place that we are, right? And as we do that, we change that atmosphere because where we go, we bring the Holy Spirit. We are that vessel and we should be a holy vessel. Yes. And, you know, so often, you know, when I think about what I'm doing, where I'm going, how I'm doing the things, right? You know, the Lord says that we are to pray without ceasing. And and, and we think to ourselves, well, how could I do that, right? How can I pray without ceasing? But if you are aware of his presence, right? Or if you're not aware of his presence, when we are going into something new, if you're going into work, right? Be like, Lord, what do you have for me? You know, sometimes it's just a moment that you're acknowledging his presence. And you say, are are you here with me, Lord? And constantly, always saying, invite him in. It also helps us, right? Those different sins and um, things that we struggle with, right? That if we are being aware, if we're being aware of what is going on, then, or that Holy Spirit is with us, that God is with us, that it does make things a little easier, right? Um, That we would say to the enemy, flee from me. Um, And we know that God is right next to us. Remember, there's no time or space for God. 
Uh, so it's like he's simultaneously in every any time, every time, every dimension at the same time. So if he's right next to you, he can be right next to me also because he sits outside of time. It's not the same for him. So yes, take advantage of that. That is something that is almost beyond human comprehension, right? Like how can that be? And so I think we should be more aware that God wants us, right? Um, he pursued you. He wants you. And he's saying, I love you. And I want to spend time with you. Just like you would want to spend time with your best friend or your child or your husband. And he even calls us the bride of Christ. That's what we should be striving for. To be God's bride, right? And if that is what we're striving for, think about how you want your husband or your wife to be with you and God is saying that's what he wants from us and what he wants to be with us so yes Lord we invite you um, here into my presence right make it personal things don't always have to be so fluffy and like oh yeah no say Lord change you know words to I put your name in there put your present your your place in right come into my house come into my heart come into my presence Lord that you would overwhelm me and that I would be so aware Lord of who you are that I was thinking about guidance and your different love would be ever changing in all things that I do I was thinking and respects to the difference in people who you know there's there's liberty and freedom two different things that's why I said two different words um and then safety right and the difference in the type of people or what it is that goes on with us and how different we are you know and I I just I mean which one are you you know would you prefer liberty or safety you know would you prefer freedom or liberty you know those two things are different as well and I just you know how fickle we are as human beings you know Um, we always say that we want one thing but then you know a lot of times we get it and we're like I don't really know if I want that or not you know Um, I mean you can think about it when relationships right that's a good one Uh, You're like, oh, I want a guy that's, you know, strong and tough or, you know, oh, I want a guy that's sensitive, you know, and then next thing you know, you realize you want all of them, right? And you're like, oh, and when people are dating or going through figuring out what they really want, right? And I guess it could be a girl too, right? Because, you know, I'm a girl. So of course I'm talking about men, but you know what you want in a woman, you know, and and you think is like, well, I'm going to think like a guy or think that I think like a guy, right? As I mean, do you want her to be smart, beautiful, uh, good homemaker, um, you know, independent? You know what I mean? Like uh, when you think about all the different things that we want and then you're like, well, of course I want all of them, right? And then 
let's say you get that man or that woman that's the total package and then you're like oh he's just too nice I want the bad boy you know or you know same with the woman right you get the woman and you're like ah this is boring now I'm gonna settle down you know I mean we're just fickle right we're fickle fickle people and um that just really made me start thinking you know again on on the liberty and, and safety issue right and we say that you know hey that freedom and liberty is of paramount especially as americans you know we we put such an emphasis on that but this latest crisis crisis in uh the world um with the you know whole pandemic coronavirus um excuse me you know it makes you wonder like do you really want that i mean which one do you really want you know and i think we have to search ourselves a little bit um and you know before i go back to that i just want to you know i mean think about the slaves right in the era of slavery you know you hear people uh you know um, to talk about how some slaves didn't really want to necessarily be free right that even when they were free they were like well what am i going to do because again i'm not saying that it, there was safety in slavery but to some of them to an extent there was a sense of uh security right a, a sense of safety in the sense that hey if i just keep my head down and i do what i'm supposed to do then i'm going to be left alone right Especially maybe you know house slave maybe you get accustomed to you know unfortunately you know people were raped and all of those different things you know or whatever was happening and and maybe there's this um peace that is really ugly but then you're like oh and the rest of the time they're like ah, it's maybe not so bad because you know look at all of the things that i do get and so right when harriet tubman was like that she could have saved more of the slaves right that brought more of them to freedom that if they would have realized that they were slaves that she could have saved more of them and i mean i think this kind of talks to that a little bit you know when we look at what's happening here in america with this whole issue of bodily autonomy um and medical freedom i mean really what it boils down to is it's it's an issue of freedom and liberty over safety and security in a way and and again I, I think we have to be very careful because I mean there's really no such thing as safety right I mean anything can happen to anyone at any moment I mean I could just die right here while I'm talking to you have a heart attack a stroke whatever and all of a sudden it's over so there's really no such thing as true safety right um but in our mind's eye it's like well how can I mitigate or how can I make it so that my life is as safe as possible or as secure as possible within my mind? Um, and again, I'm going to go back just a little bit more before I bring it back home. Think about, I remember one of the first um, uh, debates around this issue that I can remember were seatbelts, right? And they were, it was like the seatbelt law and talking about how states should handle that you know and each state at the time was different um but you know i was in my you know 18 20 type of age and i remember everyone saying hey if you let the government into your car 
um, that it is going to lead to more and more um, of control of the government of your of your um, of your body of who you are right you're going to give up autonomy because once you allow them into that personal space they're a not going to get out and they're not going to be satisfied and they're just going to want more and so on and so forth you know people are like no you're crazy that's just not true you know it's like hey we're just trying to help people to be safe because we want people to be safe that's what it was all about and so you had this whole debate about liberty versus safety and we're and we're seeing it again i mean it's compounded it's way worse now now we're not just talking about a seatbelt but we're talking about you know medical procedures and and stuff and um i think that you know again i i I love all of my vaccinated folks who stand up for liberty and, and and freedom. I mean, I think that they should be the face and should be out there. Uh, you know, I see more and more people saying, standing up and saying, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, for myself, for me, being vaccinated was the best thing. I wanted to go ahead and do it. And again, when I think we should make sure that we um, parse out, you know, there, there are different vaccines. We kind of loop them all together. You have the Pfizer vaccine, which is like a novel um, not a true vaccine. I know I'm using the word because it's a terminology that we all go by right now. The shot, right? The Pfizer shot is not a vaccine. It is um, a gene type of therapy using the mRNA um, to kind of uh, let it recode your body and skipping over the DNA. And so it's, it's you know, it's something, it's novel. It's never been used before. It's experimental. Now, the Johnson & Johnson, that is, you know, uses a lesser or deadened part of the virus like a traditional uh, vaccine would do, right? Um, it's not necessarily doing as well because like the flu, right, you get variants and, and different things like that. And, and so, you know, as we're talking about these things, you know, sometimes we loop them all together and they're not the same. And, and that's okay. You know, those people who... There are plenty of people that are absolutely 100% pro-vax. You know, they are for vaccines. And then they are 150% pro-liberty. Those are the, that is who you should be, right? It's okay. Whether you, and it's okay. And it's okay if you're anti-vax. I'm not saying that either, right? But a lot of the people that you see out here... Um, doing all these protests and rallies and going to school boards and, you know, all of a sudden waking up, you know, I mean, these are people that have their kids in school. So they're obviously not anti-vax, which is part of the problem is that on the other side of things, these people who are so maybe obsessed more with safety, right? You have to check yourself because now all of a sudden you're saying, wait a second, you are putting people in a category that they may not be in right? I mean, you're, you're lying on them by saying that they are these anti-vax people. And you're like, well, how that's just not true. My kids have gotten vaccines all up until this point, but we want to wait, you know, to see what is going to happen. It's same thing like with the HPV, right? Same thing. You're like, Hey, you know, there are people that are like, I'm not ready to do that. And then maybe in 20 years, they will be. Who knows? I, you know, I don't know. I know that it's not my right 
and to tell someone what it is they should and should not do with their body, right? And I think that we have to get away from what the actual, um, not, I don't want to say issue, what the actual like thing is, right? It's not really about the shots, people. And it's really about safety, liberty, tyranny, right? And, and what it is and who we are as Americans and how we want to move within the social contract that we have with one another. And what I would hope that most people would decide to do is say, you know what? Do I have the right to tell someone else what to do with their body? And if your answer is yes, right? That I should have the right to tell someone what to do with their body. Then why is that, right? Well, I mean, why why do you think that way? I'd love to hear the answer to that. I'm going to go into some things, you know, like and people are like, oh, so that I can make sure that I'm safe because you might give me something, you know, um, in this particular case, right? And, and we have to make sure that I'm not contracting anything or my children and their, so on and so forth. But we've always been in that state. I mean, we've been in that state with the flu. We've been in that state with, you know, tuberculosis and, you know, again, typhoid Mary. I mean, there's all these things. We always have new... Uh, sicknesses and diseases and everything that come up. And so you have to say, you know, is it right to limit somebody's movement based on my fears? You know, can I, do I have the right to do that? But if I do, well, then why is, I mean, then, then what's the argument for abortion or for or against abortion? I mean, how, why can't I tell someone that they can't have an abortion? If it's going to, it's, I mean, it is going to affect my life. It's going to affect my paycheck. It's going to, I mean, it's going to affect my taxes. It's going to affect my social security. I mean, everything that we do in life, no matter what happens, is going to affect everybody else, right? I mean, we are a society. And so how is it going to affect your social security and taxes? Well, part of the things with social security, folks, is that when... You know, when Social Security started, I believe, uh, I wasn't going to pull that one out, but I believe it was like for every one person that retired, you had like 20 people that were supporting them or something along those lines. And now those numbers are reversed. And I mean, when you kill 60, 80 million people, um, they never become taxpayers and they can't sow into the social security system. So you're literally killing taxpayers, right? So that's one of the ways that, that it affects. But again, there's a whole bunch of other ways when we're talking taxes, you know, the mental health issues, drug addiction, um, alcoholism, all of those things that are um, exponentially uh, suicide rates um, more prevalent in those women, men and women who have had um, an abortion or participated in it, like the men, if they've encouraged or their women to have an abortion or the woman has an abortion and he didn't want one or want her to have one, then, you know, and again, criminality, there are all these different things that go into it. So yeah, they do play. So we, we have to pick, right? And that goes back to us being fickle. We have to pick and say, well, which one is it? Right? Yes. Um, Sometimes being free 
means that you're going to be offended. Sometimes making sure that tyranny doesn't take over means that you might be in jeopardy, right? You are going to have to live in this world and the world is dangerous, right? We can't guarantee each other's safety. Now, I will say that I think it's a great idea, right? That's what PSAs, those public service announcements and stuff were for, is so that you could go and, um, you know, encourage people and say, hey, you should do this. Yeah, you know, whatever, bully pulpit, president, get up there and, you know, and both of our last presidents, both Trump and Biden, were like, get vaccinated, right? Both of them, I believe, are vaccinated. I know Trump has come out and said he is. I'm assuming that Biden is as well. So get up there. Tell people that that they should be vaccinated. And these are the reasons why. But it doesn't mean that then we turn around and force people to do these things, right? Um, and then if we, we go down the science road of it. Listen, you have thousands upon thousands upon thousands tens of thousands probably i don't know what the number is now of nurses and doctors and people who are in infectious disease who are pro-vaccination who are saying no we should not be mandating these things and even there's some people um i was listening to this talk the other night i wish i could remember his name i'm so sorry i can't um but he was talking about um how the testing and some of the things that are going on with this corona shot um the long-term effects may be very detrimental because somehow it's overriding some of our systems um and the way that our natural immunity um uh, you know then i'm talking about with the pfizer right with the um one with the mrna uh specifically now that how it's taking over and and and, and we we have these antibodies that are general anti- antibodies and then with this mrna they're becoming very specific but these specific antibodies are now kind of like overtaking our generalized ones so then you may become more prone to other sicknesses because your body isn't going, you know what I mean? Like, and so there's all these things and that's all people are saying. And so I'm going to wrap it up here. What I'm trying to say, uh, and for some reason, not so eloquently today is that I hope that each of us will really reach deep inside of ourselves and ask, you know, do I want to live in a free society or do I want to live in a fake safe society do i want to make myself feel safe and give up some of my liberty and freedom and force others to do the same or should we allow everybody to have the freedom and liberty to make choices of their own you know i mean god says that we are free in ways that we never should be or never should have been right imagine that and maybe that fits, you know, and this is to Christians, maybe that fits within this. Maybe we shouldn't be free in these ways, but we are. God gave us this type of freedom for us to be able to choose what we believe is best for ourselves, for others. And I think that as we look um, 
not just within ourselves and who we are, but the science. And, and remember, science changes, right? At one time, smoking was good for you. At one time, us black people weren't fully human. At one time, Jewish people weren't really human. You know, uh, even now, look at how it is with abortion. They're not really human, right? Science, though, it evolves because we learn more things, right? So maybe with this whole situation, maybe the mRNA shot and what's going on with, you know, vaccines, maybe it's a really good thing. And maybe everybody will wind up saying, yes, I want to go ahead and get it. But maybe not, because there's plenty of things that we see throughout history where it was not for the best. And so if we could give each other just a little bit more grace and mercy, those people who want to, let them. Those who do not, let them, right? And let us take care of ourselves in the best way that we know how. And hopefully, as we come more and more together, we will decide that as a society, we want to continue on with this great American experiment of liberty and freedom over tyranny and, you know, despots, because we're going in that way. And we really have to um, stop believing that there is this elite amount of people that are there that know more, know better for our lives than we know for ourselves, right? Nobody knows my health issues. I don't know your health issues. And let's leave it up to each person people individually each person individually and their doctors and 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 let's just leave the rest alone that's you know my humble opinion but in the end I will say that I think that these doctors and nurses that we should be standing by them I look at how it what I mean they're on the front lines of this and there are people dying right there are some gruesome things that these people see I think they have PTSD too right it's like we talk about our um, law enforcement and uh, the people in, uh, um, you know, military, all of that different type of thing. But you know what, doctors, nurses, same thing. I mean, they see some traumatic, traumatic things as well. So I don't see how, you know, they don't have their own issues as well. But I'm what I'm saying is, look at all of these doctors and nurses, um, and people who work in the hospitals, um, even, you know, people who are environmental services, infectious disease, the lab people, all of them who are all standing up and saying, please don't make us right. It's like, we want to continue on our doing our jobs. We love helping people. But even for them, the science is not lining up and they're not ready yet. And so let's take it outside of ourselves and say, well, these are the people on the front line. Why are we trying to force or use the government to force people who we consider quote-unquote heroes to go against their conscience as well you know what I mean like I mean, what are we doing anyway that's my spiel, spiel for today um and all I know is god bless you all and talk to you soon this is Aisha with Clubbing Seals. Actually, I was going to tell you about the Frederick Douglass Foundation as well. So if you want to hold on a moment, uh, I will be right back. And we will talk about that. Oh,
So, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about the Frederick Douglass Foundation of New York. Um, so, you know, who we are, what we do, real brief, you know, in an era that is obsessed with political correctness, the Frederick Douglass Foundation of New York are some of the most courageous citizens you will find when it comes to defending our values and principles um, as biblical worldview citizens, you know. Uh, we're not afraid to tackle tough issues uh, that others deem to be co- too controversial, you know. And just like I was talking about earlier, how we're all fickle, you know, our members are fickle too. We come from different angles. Uh, we're all at different places in our walk with the Lord. So, you know, sometimes people are off colored and sometimes they're not, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, we are human beings, but we proudly train candidates in um, engaging the culture in minority engagement. Uh, we endorse and or help candidates get elected all while working to educate voters and increase civic participation in our communities Um, and often in communities that have been too often been dismissed or ignored right whether it's us as stay-at-home moms or homeschoolers or again inner city um, uh, folks people who are poor you know it doesn't matter but you know a lot of times people do feel a little bit disenfranchised Um, We are 21st century abolitionists, right? And what does that mean? What does it mean to be a 21st century abolitionist? Um, Well, think about it. Think about the slaves and what it meant to be an abolitionist then, right? Um, That, what did they do? They said, hey, who are um, the, the, the people who are being abused, right? There was injustice that was going on with slavery. And we take that to the realm of the pro-life world okay that how our um our pre-born brothers and sisters are being treated um is not right so anyway we're an organized group of proactive individuals scholars community activists elected officials groups churches universities and colleges um and we're in neighborhoods we're in churches and other private organizations all committing, committed to bringing awareness and developing innovative and new approaches uh, to issues, um, issues that are social, cultural, spiritual, uh, depending on what is needed, um, and the civic needs of our local communities. Uh, they, there has been an erosion uh, of our liberties and the prosperity for all Americans. And we believe in prosperity for all Americans. And so what we try to do is work together with neighborhoods, churches, and other private organizations to try to bridge that gap. Um, We wanna bridge the gap for those who are less fortunate. Uh, We wanna bridge the gap for uh, those who, again, may feel like they're underserved. Um, we bridge the gap uh, in the black and him- Hispanic faith-based community and uh, looking for those community leaders, trying to connect them with uh, conservative political candidates, the Republican Party and elected officials, all seeking um, those people who, who do want to lead, 
do have conviction, that do have courage? How do we connect all of these people together? And so we do a lot of that um, as well. Um, a lot of our forums, outreach, um, and political and educational efforts, they are surrounded against issues in urban areas, such as the sanctity of human life, education, strengthening the family, promoting individual freedom and self-reliance, patriotism, and defending the Constitution, right? We believe at the Frederick Douglass Foundation that America is a land of liberty where natural rights of individuals precede and supersede the power of the state. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier when we are talking about this bodily autonomy, this medical freedom stuff. I mean, it, it does. It, it plays right into that, which is why uh, we're discussing it. Um, and it's from that aspect. Uh, we believe that America is a constitutional republic in which government power is, should be limited um, and employed for the purpose of providing legitimate public school rather than for the benefit of insiders and narrow interest groups. Right. I mean, that's what we see a lot happening in education today. Um, we believe that America is a free society where citizens solve social problems primarily by working together in families, neighborhoods, churches, charities and other private or volunteer organizations. All of those things should come first. We as an Americans. Right. That's how we keep government limited is that we go and we work within those spheres first. And then if something happens and we can't uh, make it happen, then OK, maybe then we have to go to government and get it in there. But it doesn't mean you necessarily have to pass a law. Right. We could do PSAs. We could, I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen outside of passing a law. Um, and again, uh, we believe in a biblical worldview, limited government, traditional values, and free market principles. There is no other system on the face of the earth that has lifted more people out of poverty uh, than uh, the free market and the free market principles. Uh, it doesn't matter what system you use, there's always going to be greed, there's always going to be people who abuse the system, there's always going to be people who try to cheat, steal, right? I, I mean, that's just, it, it's going to happen. But with using free market principles, um, we see the best results and we believe that. Um, so again, we connect um, urban communities, faith-based organizations, uh, conservative Republican candidates, the party, uh, we lobby our elected officials. Uh, so connecting, right? That's what we do. We want to connect within those spheres. Uh, we do community outreach, uh, being able to try and assist families in their efforts to remain safe and self-sustained through education and training. Um, training, what kind of training? We do all sorts of training. Um, again, some of it is uh, around these social issues. Some of it is around... Um, Helping, you know, when we see a gap and be like, hey, look at, you know, how do you start a business, entrepreneurship? There's all sorts of programs that we will develop, and, and sometimes they're for a short time, sometimes they're not. Um, but training political workers, volunteers, and political candidates, training them, helping them get elected, training them how to engage in the communities. Um, so when someone is running for office, really our work is, you know, the two or three years before election year, right? Um, it, it's not, we do do door knocking and all of these other type of things as well, voter guides um, during an election season, but a lot of it is tilling the ground beforehand and, and training people how to do that and training candidates in the political uh, spectrum um, how to do that. 
Um, and again, and then what else uh, we do, uh, the grand scheme of it is educate. We develop and formulate position papers, voter guides, and solutions to address the social, cultural, spiritual, and civic needs of our local communities. So depending on what the need of the community is, and they're all different. Each community is different. So um, yes, we might have like a base uh, that we start with. But then when we go into a community, when we're invited into a community, we really try to work with those people who know the community to, to, to build on some of the things that we know work. And we go from there. Um, our main issues, it's not limited to, but our main issues that we really focus on are strengthening the family, right? Uh, everything starts with the family. And if that isn't right, then all of these other things are going to break down. So um, that's a, a main focus for us, securing economic opportunity, economic opportunity, equality, right? Not equity, equality, equality for people so that people have the ability to at least try and helping them uh, to know how to do that and, and where they may get um, some services that are government. But a lot of these things have to do with the private sector or with, um, philanthropists and different things like that. So how do how do you secure that economic opportunity? Defending the Constitution, real history. America has a great history, okay? Uh, we are one of the greatest nations in the world and American exceptionalism and talking about that in a positive light and what that really is, what it is and what it isn't. Uh, defending our Constitution, which is one of the greatest documents uh, that has ever been established uh, in the history of the world. And we should defend it. Um, so a lot of our issues revolve around defending the Constitution, defending the sanctity of life. Obviously, without life, none of these other things matter. Um, and we again, each one of these issues, we come from a biblical worldview. Why? Because, again, sanctity of human life, we're all created in the image of God. And so personhood is of the utmost important. Our founding fathers, right? I mean, they put it right in their life. Number one, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. These things, all of these issues, all of the things that we're talking about fit within those. Not because we're trying to defend the Constitution, but the Constitution really does defend a biblical worldview. Our founding fathers... Um, as you all probably know, you know, many of them were Christian. And so these, uh, this document was developed and it really is a pro-God uh, document. I mean, you absolutely do not have to be a Christian to defend the Constitution. We all know that. You look around, you know, there's plenty of people who are far from Christian uh, that defend the Constitution. But the Constitution, um, by default does support a biblical worldview. So, you know, I always like to say that it's constitutional conservatism that, um, that, that, that connects us all, right? That is the thing that brings us all together, that kind of holds the glue together. That's our common way. If we concentrate on the constitution, then we find all of our common ground, uh, even within you know, different religious groups or um, political affiliations uh, because of the brilliance of that document, right? Uh, and then um, urban, uh, next, it would be informing urban communities. Urban communities 
Um, we have a tendency to see um, more uh, communist, left-leaning, socialist type of thinking in more urban areas. It just is what it is. So getting into these areas and really starting to talk about the Constitution, talk about American history from a from a real sense, not revisionist American history, but honest and true um, history, those are some things that we need to do. We want people to vote their values, right? You see a uh, people, it's, it's kind of like casting a smarter vote, right? You see a lot of people who are more left-leaning who vote in a way that goes communist, socialist, you know, leaning type of votes. But then when you talk to them, a lot of their actual beliefs don't fit into that. And so we go in trying to inform uh, in that aspects and all the things that I just talked about before. Um, and as well, you have a tendency to see in more urban areas, more densely populated areas, that's what we're talking about, more people of color, um, and the black community is on fire and that's the truth um there are so many issues that are going on and we need to try and help people pull out all of the good things that are within um this culture and leave behind the things that are destructive um you also will see a lot of you know spanish communities who tend to be a little bit more conservative, in, to be honest. Um, so we want to try and help people to be informed about the, the different issues uh, and, and the different things that are going on. I could get into that more, but again, I'm trying to skirt through a lot of these things because you're probably tired of hearing me talk at this point. Uh, and last but not least <laughs> is um, equality in education. Uh, Frederick Douglass said knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave and that is so true right Um, the education system is broken and when I talk about the education system when we do we are talking about the government system of education right these 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 government centers of indoctrination and equality in education I mean school choice right parental rights when we're going and we're looking at what needs to happen within these spaces is um there needs to be more competition if we and and so again school choice um parental rights uh pulling things back um constraining unions i'm not even a fan of public unions but that's a whole nother thing that's not necessarily a fdf uh thing but um so those are anyway those are basically some of the things that we get into uh, you know, we are devoted Christians, proud Americans, active citizens. That's who we are. Um, we are pro-life. We are pro-traditional family. One man, one woman at one time, preferably for life. And those two things, right? If nothing else, if we get those two things right as a society, you will see a healthier society, right? When you have a strong family, all of these other issues pretty well kind of take care of themselves so we are out here trying to help in those spaces okay um and i just hope that you will take the time to give us a look you 
If you live in New York, www.fdfny.org. If you do not, uh, we are a nationwide organization, www.fdfnational.org. And then if you're more into, if you're not really into as much political space, right, we are a public policy and educational organization. And if <clears throat> public policy isn't really your thing, you can always check out the Douglas Leadership Institute, which is our sister organization. A lot of pastors fit into this space. Um, but again, people that may not have as much interest in the political space, um, and that is www.dl and then the whole word institute.org. I hope you check us out. You know, we kind of started off talking about how we need to allow God to overwhelm our presence, right? And uh, when I was listening to the song, I was thinking, you know, this is God's country, right? But I'm God's country, right? Wherever we go, wherever our feet land is God's country in a way, right? It's like if he's overwhelming us, if he's in us, if we are allowing his presence to be the thing that guides us, if we are doing that praying without ceasing, everywhere that I go, I get to bring him into it. And so as you're going today and work or school or whatever it is that you know your kids homeschooling whatever it is that you have if you call yourself a Christian right um, then I hope that you will be encouraged today to start afresh start anew start um, just inviting his presence to overwhelm you in the morning that you would be bold and share who he is with at least one person every day, right? Somehow, uh, even if it's someone, you know, like I, I'm, I talk to people and, you know, we're all believers, but we all still need encouragement sometimes, right? There are times when all I need is just someone to uh, bounce ideas off of maybe or you know uh, take who or what is going on right that is overwhelming me and be able to just talk and be around other people that think and believe like I do and just to hear those uh, reminders right so yes share the gospel with someone who doesn't know it or uh, be the gospel to someone who needs to see it. Um, but whatever you do, I hope you are encouraged to know that the King of Glory pursues you with your love, uh, with his love. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, this has been Aisha, and 
Peace. Pax. I'm out. Until next time.